Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. A chance encounter, a collision of worlds, and a night they will never forget. I'm Kevin Strasser, and I'd like you to meet Jem, Ari, and Lyra, the stars of my latest single, The Runaways, available now on Spotify. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Eddie Trunk and welcome to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, which is new every single Thursday via Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, and of course on Spotify. As I tell you guys every week, the interviews you hear on the podcast every week originated on my Sirius XM radio show, Trunk Nation, which you can hear live Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time if you're in the U.S. or Canada. And it replays every night, 10 to midnight Eastern, and full shows, interviews, and more audio, video, all on the Sirius XM app. Here on the podcast every week, I bring you a little sampling of what I do on a daily basis on Trunk Nation on volume. So if you're not already on board, please join me if you're in the U.S. or Canada for Rock Talk each and every day. Hope everybody in the U.S. had a good Memorial Long Weekend as we get ready for another episode this week with two interviews coming up. First, I will uh, visit with Klaus Meine, lead singer of Scorpions. Klaus checks in to talk a little bit about what the band is up to And uh, we get caught up on a few different things, the 40th anniversary of animal magnetism and uh, a ridiculous story that was making the news a few weeks ago about scorpions and wind of change being written by the CIA, which Klaus literally laughs about. He also remembers uh, a big, big influence on the scorpions, Little Richard. Uh, The interview was done just after Little Richard passed away. So Good chat with Klaus. It's always great to visit with him. That's up first. And then that'll be followed by a conversation with Jack Russell, original lead singer of Great White in the second spot. Jack is promoting a new acoustic album of Great White tunes he did with his current band, Jack Russell's Great White. So good double dip here 
on this week's podcast. Quick note to everybody um, who may have missed last week's podcast with David Coverdale. And by all means, you don't want to miss that if you did. I heard from a few people there was a bit of an issue and a technical glitch, which hopefully is resolved by now. If you listen on Apple Podcasts and it didn't load, um, so if you want to get that and you don't see it on your Apple Podcast feed, be sure to grab it on one of the other platforms on Spotify or just go to podcastone.com. Of course, that's podcastone.com, and you can go there and grab it and listen. Uh, you don't want to miss last week with David Coverdale. Great conversation with him. Hopefully, any issues are sorted out on Apple's side, but just a heads up on that in case you uh, I heard from a few people who had experience, uh, difficulty uh, in, in the experience of loading that. It didn't show up in their feed like it normally would on Thursday, especially for the subscribers. So be sure to check, try to refeed it on your Apple apps. And if not, if you're having any glitch at all, just go to the podcastone.com app or website and you can grab it there. All right, so uh, a short open here because we've got a long couple of interviews for you. So let's get right to it. And remember, connect with me on social media at Eddie Trunk. On Twitter, Instagram, fan page on Facebook, and of course, eddytrunk.com is the official online home. We'll start with Klaus from Scorpions, followed by Jack Russell, formerly of Great White. That's what we have for you this week on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Coming right up. Enjoy. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey folks, don't forget the Eddie Trunk Podcast is brought to you by Goodies Headache Powder and their brand new product, Goodies Hangover. Be sure to check it out at all your fine retailers like Amazon and Walmart. And don't forget, you can get a really cool Trunk Nation bumper sticker courtesy of our friends at Goodies. If you'd like one, all you got to do is send a self-addressed stamped envelope to sticker P.O. Box 41, Cedar Knolls, New Jersey, 07927. That address is also in the Trunk Report on eddytrunk.com if you need it again. Uh, please be sure to include a self-addressed stamped envelope and U.S. mailing addresses only if you are sending in for a sticker. Thanks to Goodies, there's Fast and there's Goodies Fast. And be sure to check out their new product, Goodies Hangover, which I think a lot of you guys probably could use, especially coming off of a weekend. Uh, and again, more information at goodiespowder.com. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Welcome back to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. As I mentioned, two interviews for you this week coming up. Next, it'll be Jack Russell, formerly of Great White. But before we get to Jack talking about his new acoustic record and more, let's kick it off with an international call. I gave a shout out to Klaus Meine of Scorpions. The band were in Germany working on a new record, as you're about to hear. And we get a little update from him on a lot of different things. So let's get started with Klaus from Scorpions. First up on this week's Eddie Trunk podcast. How are you, my friend? Very good. Hi, Eddie. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are things and how have you been dealing in Germany, Klaus? I imagine a lot of changes to the Scorpion schedule given the pandemic. How are things there in your country? Well, everything's cool so far, you know, of course. The lockdown is pretty hard for all of us, but uh, when we came back from Australia and Southeast Asia, 
I mean, I started working in the studio and uh, everybody did in his own places, you know, because we had to be all separated. And fortunately, uh, last week we started coming together here in, in Hanover hometown uh, at Peppermint Studio uh, to work at least together. I mean, Mickey and Pavel are not here yet, you know, but uh, it's the three of us, Rudolf, Matthias, myself. Uh, we're working every day and have our producer, Greg Fiedelman, zoomed in every day uh, when he get up in Los Angeles, you know, right after taking the shower, right after breakfast, you know, he's joining us uh, here via Zoom and we can work together, work on the new songs. And that's, I mean, like you said, technology is amazing these days. And uh, thanks God. And we, we can keep going here and feels really good so far. That's got to be tough on Greg because that's about a nine-hour time difference to sync up with you guys in the schedule, L.A. to <laughs> Germany, right? He's about nine hours earlier. <laughs> it's nine hours, and we said, okay, what is cool for you? You know, he said, I'm an early guy, you know, no problem. And uh, so it's just about the time when we have dinner, you know, and it says, oh, Greg is here, you know. All right, hey, Greg, good morning, L.A. And then uh, we just start talking, working, you know, and... It's so easy these days, you know, to send those files around the world, you know, talk about the new songs and new lyrics and maybe change a part here, change a part there, you know, and uh, see you tomorrow and we have another chat and then he, he listened to the new stuff. And uh, so he's very much involved and it's a, it's a pretty uh, crazy way to to work together with your producer while you should be here or we should, we should be in L.A., uh, but at least, you know, this works so well that we really keep moving forward with the songs. And that's the most important thing right now. So, Klaus, it sounds like right now you're in the writing process still, because if you don't have your rhythm section there, you can't you kind of can't really record just yet. So are you still working through songs and material? Is that the process you're in right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were a lot of songs uh, we wrote last year before the tour even started, uh, when we went on the road in June last year. And uh, we picked it up when we came back from Australia. And, and last show was uh, the 5th of March in Singapore. And when we came back, I picked up the material that was there. And then last week, when Rudolf Matthias, uh, we came together in the studio. And we were pretty much uh, connected with Greg in L.A. Then we picked up the pieces and uh, we have... Pretty good schedule because there's a lot, lots and lots of material, hard and heavy stuff to work. And, uh, it, it, so far it feels really good. We're excited. The only thing's missing. Yes, it's Mickey and Pablo. And the fact that we can't be in LA in one room together, jamming the songs and, you know, going crazy with the material. And that's a little difficult right now, but at least we're grateful that we have a chance, uh, via Zoom, you know, to, to, be together, be close together, work close together with Craig, and uh, we make progress every other day. And that feels really good, you know. I hope this lockdown comes to an end, hopefully uh, at some time. And uh, right now, we're all kind of separated. Uh, we try to keep distance even. And everybody comes today wearing the mask, you know. But then, of course, working, uh, we take him off. But we still try to we have our distance and not hanging close together, but it's a great thing to see the whole world in a way we're separated, but emotionally 
it feels like we're all coming together. There's a lot of zombie around the world, and that feels really good. Really good. Yeah, you know, I think uh, Scorpions are such a, a band that always tours all over the world, every part of the world, just a global, such a huge band internationally, and you're always out there working. I would imagine that as tough as it is to not be able to go on the road right now, it actually f- kind of feels good to be able to put some roots down at home, stay stay home a little bit, and really focus on making this record, which you've said more than once, which I'm excited about, is going to be a hard and heavy record, th- making this record the best best it can be so maybe this extra time will do you think will will lend into making the record even stronger because you have more time to focus on it absolutely eddie that's absolutely true because uh, this situation gives us a little extra time i mean we had planned to release uh, this new album later this year but uh, unfortunately i guess it will be delayed uh, until early uh, 2001 uh, 21, not 2001, but 2021. Uh, and so it gives us some extra time also to get prepared when we pick up the tour again. You know, there will be new songs in the set list. There will be a whole new production. And then, then, and I guess we will do a couple of videos maybe for, for some, some songs that will be released. And so there's, uh, plenty of extra time, you know, and it feels good that we can use this time and really make the best out of this situation right now, you know, instead of sitting at home and uh, watching the grass grow, you know, so yeah. it's, we were, we came in here well prepared because uh, lots and lots of material uh, we wrote already last year. And there's still like we're in the making and songwriting process. Uh, everybody comes up with, with bits and pieces and uh, it's really nice every day to come here and to see how, all those elements coming together and uh, the feeling that we have uh, hopefully a great rock album on the way is growing every day. And that that's really a good feel, you know. Speaking of new material, you guys uh, released a beautiful song sort of in, in line with what the world is dealing with, with the lockdown and the pandemic called Sign of Hope. There's a video for it as well on YouTube. How did that one come together? Klaus, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, when we came back from Asia, and uh, I mean, in Asia, the situation was pretty tense already, like in places like Singapore or Yogyakarta, uh, when we were on the road together with our friends from Whitesnake. And uh, so there were temperature checks on airports, in hotels, in shopping malls. So it felt already pretty serious, uh, the whole coronavirus thing. But then when we came home uh, around the 6th, 7th of uh, March, uh, back here in Germany, it, it felt kind of still okay, you know. But then a week later, the whole situation become more and more, became more and more tense. And uh, it was great to see so many artists, so many songwriters picking up uh, the guitar, you know, writing new songs, just trying to reflect uh, the situation we all go through right now. And that's what I did. Uh, and uh, I think I, I, I wrote the song like a couple of days after I, I came home. And it was just reflecting the whole situation. And I tell you, it had not, not so much to do really with the production of the album because we said to, to the fans and when we started this project, especially when you work with a producer like Greg Fiddleman, 
who is really like uh, well known for his amazing work with bands like Metallica or Slipknot, you know. So we're, we're focused on the hard edge this time and we want to keep, keep it going like this. But this song, uh, it was just reflecting the situation. It was something that was straight from the heart in troubled times. And I thought in this situation, like so many artists around the world come up with special little songs or shows and, and staying at home, this kind of home uh, concept, concept, you know. And I wanted to, from the Scorpions, I want to give the world something we can share together, sending out a sign of hope from the Scorpions, from the band. Yeah, it's really a very, it's a beautiful song. Your voice sounds incredible on it, and everybody should check it out. You can see the video on YouTube and hear the song that way as well. Just uh, something really nice, because so many artists are doing these sort of, um, you know, online songs or or what have you. My, You know, my friend Kip Winger reached out to me to try to reach you about doing something that he was doing, <laughs> and I... I connected him on email with you and he, you showed up in his video too. I even make a little cameo on that one. So all of these oh, artists really? are trying to, you yeah, did. we're all, really? yeah, but nobody has to hear me, Klaus. They just see my face. They know, <laughs> nobody needs to hear my voice. <laughs> yeah. I thought when I got the mail from Kip Winger, you know, I thought, Oh, how nice. You know, we were just, uh, his guitar player is just right now playing with Whitesnake. Yeah. And we just, spent a lot of time together in Australia and elsewhere, you know, so, and, uh, when I got this message uh, from the guys, uh, from winger, you know, how about, uh, joining us here for this little song? We want to put out something to support, uh, things in Los Angeles, you know, and, uh, of course you don't have to ask me twice. And I put in a couple of lines and we send it back and turn out a nice video. I have to see it again to check out where your part is. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like I said, it's very, very short as it should be. And no audio, just the video of my face very quickly. That's it. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Nobody but needs to hear me oh, sing. That's, that's what I said, Eddie. You know, in so many ways, all the musicians around the world, they join together and try to come up with something, you know, to really to... to give a nice vibe out there in a very difficult situation yeah. the work goes through, you know, and th this is uh, not so much about to put out a new single and being like a commercial thing, you know, like promoting anything. This is just promoting your feelings, promoting your heart and, right. and try to, to reach people, uh, make this connection where, where we all feel we need something. We need music like soul food, you know, in good times and bad times. And this is a pretty bad times we go through right now. And we all have to go through this together. And uh, I just want to join in with so many artists around the world to try their best, you know, to make the connection with the fans and for all the people who work in the front line, the doctors and uh, nurses, you know, all the people who take care that our food will be delivered every day. There's so many people we want to say thank you. And this is just a way what we can do, you know, and uh, I hope uh, it will find its way into the heart of our fans around the world. Klaus, let me ask you uh, the reason I, the, the main reason I reached out to you over the weekend to have you on, there's so much to talk to you about always, but I wanted to get your thoughts about little Richard, who we lost over the weekend because Scorpions was one of the first hard rock bands. My mind went to when I heard little Richard passed away because of course, Tokyo tapes. And uh, of course you did uh, a cover on Tokyo tapes of long tongs, uh, long tall Sally in the set. So 
Talk, if you will, a little bit about the impact and influence Little Richard had on you, much younger, growing up in Germany. Well, Little Richard had a huge impact on those kids growing up in post-war Germany, like Rudolf and myself. Uh, when we heard Little Richard, I know Rudolf is also, he was always crazy about Little Richard going to be a bam, boom, you know. When I heard this first on in Germany on the radio, or, or some friend played me a record, you know, so I didn't understand a word, you know, but the message of rock and roll, it was right there. And it was way before Elvis, way before the Beatles. And uh, we were just kids. I think I was around about seven, eight years old. But uh, it was a time when Schlager music was very popular in Germany. So, but when I heard this song like Lucille, you know, and all those songs, Trudy Footy, all those songs for the first time. Jenny, 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 would you come along with me? And the, woo, <laughs> the typical little Richard screaming. I mean, I cannot do it, you know, but it was very inspiring. And with, with my first band, even before the Scorpions and Mushrooms, we had Long Tall Sally in, in our set. And when we went to Tokyo uh, to record uh, Tokyo Tapes, to record our very first live album in Japan, uh, I thought it would be so cool to play that song because it was such a great, great rocker, you know, with such amazing breaks and the way you sing it. And uh, I, it was, it was a fun song and really like uh, something very special. And I'm glad today uh, when Little Richard passed away, it's so sad, you know, to see him go. And uh, but uh, the footprint he left on Earth, on planet Earth are amazing, you know, because inspired the Beatles, inspired so many artists uh, that played his music. The next generation following up, they played his song, and so many people that they did not know that this was written by Little Richard, you know. But I think he, he true, it's true when he uh, described himself being the architect of rock and roll, and that's the true. He is very a true rock and roll icon, and... Uh, I'm proud that we covered one of his songs on Tokyo Tapes. And so sad day for rock and roll, but uh, Little Richard's music will live on forever. Klaus, was that whole 50s early rock and roll, that all, I imagine all of that had a big impact on a lot of you guys growing up there and coming up on the scene? Yeah, of course. I mean, this was, uh, like I said before, Elvis. Elvis was the next big thing, you know, all these uh, Heartbreak Hotel, Don't Be Cruel, Blue Sweat Shoes, all that, you know. But then uh, the Beatles, the Stones, uh, Led Zeppelin, The Who, Deep Purple, all those bands. The 60s was just amazing. And we were just about, we were teenagers and we were ready to pick up a guitar ourselves. And uh, I always wanted to be a singer, you know, I was looking for a band and... Uh, Actually, I just wrote a song about it, <laughs> about the 60s. And it's like, God, it's so long ago. But the 60s, were, they were just an amazing, it was an amazing decade uh, for so many great artists, so much amazing creativity, so many great songs. And it laid out where Little Richard had started and then Paul McCartney sang Long Toss Sally, you know, and a couple of years later, I did it. Uh, it was just one generation passed it on to the next generation. And we were just kids in Germany, in West Germany, growing up and after the war. And uh, 
when this music came across the big pond, you know, it was our heart was beating fast, man. I tell you, and we were just we were just hooked for rock and roll. You know, it's when you speak about how much time has passed. You know, it was amazing to me a couple weeks ago. Uh, as I'm sure you know, it was the 40th anniversary of that Animal Magnetism album for Scorpions, which just blew my mind <laughs> that it had been that long because it was my first Scorpions record. So I can't believe that it was 40 years ago already. And that record really, even though it wasn't here in America, your big breakthrough, that wouldn't come till Blackout. That was a really important record for you because that was that the first one of the first times you came over and toured and the zoo on that record started to get some airplay. So it really that record really set the stage for what was about to come in america didn't it yeah that's true in a way you know and and you're right i mean with songs like make it real or especially the zoo they are still in our set list today and uh the zoo became such a monster you know and uh, it's so much fun even after so many years uh to perform that song live on stage and around the world it got such a strong feedback from the fans you know and uh, it was never a hit single or anything you know but it's one of those songs uh, that uh, generations grew up with you know and they just love the heavy groove and i think even Richie zambora picked up the the talkbox solo you know later on because matthias played an amazing talkbox solo on the zoo uh and uh, yeah and and of course it was inspired uh when we toured the United States for the first time when we came to New York City for the first time. Uh, and uh, we stayed at some place around the Gramercy Park, I think, and uh, it was crazy stories. And uh, somebody said, when you leave your hotel room, you know, you better close in your, the toilet seat. You know, you better close it. I said, why? You know, yeah, because if you say not higher than the eighth floor or something the alligators might come out from <laughs> from the underground <laughs> and what a crazy story <laughs> and we were all taking care toilet seat closed okay you better seat your, you better close your toilet seat but anyway we went one night we went on 42nd street and uh, this was when somebody said guys we take you out for a walk on a zoo tonight and we had no idea, and it was 42nd Street, you know, and it, this was what inspired me to write the lyrics, and Rudolf came up with this heavy riff, you know, it worked so well. And Animal Magnetism, anyway, uh, had another great song, which was the title track, uh, Animal Magnetism, was such a heavy tune, oh, and God, yeah. I was just thinking, uh, when we come back on the road, let's keep the fingers crossed, that we'll be uh, not too far away, uh, if we start twiddling around with the, twiddling around with the set list, uh, that would be an amazing song to put this back up, you know. Oh, I would love that. I would love. I, I saw you guys do that a long time ago, and, and the song "Animal Magnetism" was also in the, as you know, the movie "The Wrestler." It had a big moment in that too, when the woman is yeah. stripping in the yeah. club. Yeah, yes, your music yes. works very well for strip clubs, Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we checked that out a long time ago ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but it was cool that they picked a, a, a deep track like that, you know, a, a, an album track, a, a great song that only a real hardcore fan would know, but it, it fit brilliantly in the movie, I thought. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, and going back to the record we're doing now, uh, this is exactly the vibe and the feel we try to go back to, you know, like the days of Between Love Drive, Animal Magnetism, Blackout. Uh, I mean... It's impossible to turn back time and uh, start all over again. 
going crazy, you know. It's, it's, I mean, it's such a long time ago. But we try to, especially with our producer, with Greg Fiedelman, we, we try to go back to that spirit, you know, and make a hard-rocking album. And so don't get us wrong here when we put out like a song like Sign of Hope. This is a total different avenue. This is because we want to go and give our fans something in this very, very difficult situation right now. But on the album, we go crazy every other day and come up with, I mean, Rudolf Schenker, the riff master, you know. I wrote a song actually saying, uh, come on, brother, give me a riff. Give me another riff, you know. <laughs> but he hasn't come back with that riff song now, but uh, he came up with lots and lots of really great tunes. And I wrote uh, more lyrics than probably ever before. So we went back to the same old spirit like back in those days. Uh, and we tried to make an album that goes in that direction. You know, I'm not saying it will be like Blackout or Animal Magnetism. That's impossible, I think. You know, but it's the, if the heart goes into this and it will be different from what we've done in the last 10 years it will be it's a total there's a totally different approach you know and uh, hopefully this works out right now what i hear every day it feels great and it's a lot of fun and i can't wait until we can share it with the fans one last thing Klaus. before i let you get back to it i wanted to ask you if you had heard about this story that uh, speaking of writing songs a few weeks ago was circulating around that the song uh, wind of change. Have you heard this conspiracy theory was written by the CIA to help encourage change and the wall to come down? What are you? Have you heard about that? There's a, a tent, Rolling Stone picked up the story. It's gotten some traction here in America. What What have you heard about that? Well, actually, I earlier this year I did an interview. Uh, I think his name is Patrick. Uh, Patrick. Uh, Keefen or something. Okay, I I forgot his 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 last something name. Something to do with the podcast he's doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he came all the way from New York City over here to Germany for an interview with me and and Matthias did a phone later, I guess. Uh, and it was about uh, the Moscow Music Peace Festival, about Wind of Change, of course. You know, but this was about the what this interview was all about. And in the middle of the interview, uh, Patrick goes like. Uh, he used to write for like uh, uh, printouts like the New Yorker and stuff, you know. He's a very, very uh, great guy and very sympathetic and a really nice guy. And in the middle of the interview, he goes like, Klaus, you ever heard the story uh, that Wind of Change uh, was written by the CIA? And I cracked up laughing, you know. I totally <laughs> cracked up laughing. <laughs> I said to him, so my friend, uh, you think you make an interview with a songwriter or you think you make an interview with a spy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was pretty bizarre. And then I learned the story. This was all about like a podcast that would come out like in May, which is now. And, uh, but of course, I mean, I mean, those guys, they're very professional and uh, very creative. And the way they put it up, it's, it feels like a Netflix uh, series, right? Uh, yeah. That's what it is. And it just, it's a podcast, you know. So, and there will be a lot of people who will get into this. And uh, it's a fascinating idea 
but and it's an entertaining idea, <laughs> but it's not true at all. <laughs> yeah, his name. I just see the article now on Rolling Stone. His name is Patrick Keefe, and so he actually yes. came. He actually came all the way to Germany to interview yeah. about this. It's, yeah, yeah, it's quite a he commitment was, he has to it. <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was a joke, but when he told me about the CIA, I, I, I realized uh, uh, that he was very serious about it, and he went some really some serious time uh, to get to this point and. And at the end of the day, to even uh, make an interview with a songwriter of Wind of Change, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> I thought it was very amusing and I just, I just cracked up laughing, you know, uh, it's a very entertaining and really crazy story, you know, but it's, like I said, it's, it's not true at all, you know, so sure. like you, American, like you American guys would say, it's fake news. <laughs> Klaus, show him your um, royalty statement. I'm sure he'll realize then that the money's not going to the CIA. It's going to you. <laughs> They're not oh, collecting yeah. the money. You've got the royalties, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Otherwise, hey, last- the CIA would, otherwise, the CIA would be very generous. Exactly. Um, maybe my taxes would go down if they wrote the song. I would pay less tax, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Last thing, how's the whiskey doing? I got a bottle of the uh, of the whiskey. It's fantastic. How is your uh, the Scorpions you like whiskey you like going? It? Yeah, it's fantastic. Like yes, it? yeah, yeah. I think it's nice. I mean, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of uh, demand for for the the whiskey, and uh, you know, it's one of those side avenues. I think when Mickey uh, started with the Motorhead, they're doing those kind of brands and whiskey and stuff, you know. And Mickey said, "Guys, you don't have a whiskey yet." No, okay, we gotta have a whiskey now. You know, it's cool, <laughs> and fans will love it. You know, it's and uh, seems like there's a very positive feedback on, on the whiskey around the world, and uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. And the good thing is, when they interview uh, people who know about great whiskeys and uh, can tell the difference, you know, if it's this is just crap or it's just a, a promo thing or for the scorpions or is it really something you would really enjoy at home listening to a new scorpions album and have a nice whiskey you know and those people the reviews were all brilliant they were really good you know which uh, takes it to a like uh to the next level where people who get into it it's not only for the fans but hopefully other people who, who just enjoy whiskey you know okay last thing so you have downtime. i tell you i tell you i tell you our whiskey uh, experience uh, talking about the 80s and animal magnetism blackout all those records uh, in the Dirk studios in those days we our favorite drink wa- was whiskey it was like chivas you know and uh, we stacked up the the empty bottles in the studio and there was a saying fortunately you don't understand it because i said in german uh, ohne chivas geht nivas which means without chivas nothing happens <laughs> Last thing, Klaus, you, you've got a lot of, like everybody, extended time home um, with your family, with your wife. When you're not working on the record and not in the studio, in these last couple months of this quarantine, what have you personally been enjoying doing? What what Do, do you like to sit back and watch a movie or is there a TV show that they, you know, as we say in America, you're binge watching? Is there anything that you've been, you've discovered or that you're doing with your extra time home now? 
I mean, first of all, it's really like a good thing after so many years being on the road, being born on airplanes than uh, at home, you know. Uh, it's nice to have a break from this crazy life. Uh, as much as I enjoy it, you know, and I still enjoy it a lot and I miss it a lot as well. But it's really great and it feels great to be at home with your loved ones, you know, to spend time with Gabi, my wife, and uh, really come down, you know, it, it really feels good to reload your batteries and, and just comes down a little bit, you know, that's a positive side. And then come up with uh, new songs, you know, and uh, it's, it's, it feels good to be at home. And, and it's important for all of us to really take it serious, you know, because this COVID-19 virus is, is very dangerous around the world and the numbers are growing and some are not growing here right now. It feels like it's losing up a little bit and, you know, but it's a, nobody knows where we go from here, but it's definitely a good thing to, to, to stay at home for a while, take it easy and, uh, don't go crazy too soon, you know. As much as we love to really hit the road right now and whatever and you do it, whatever you have to do and you want to do with your families and friends. Uh, but right now it is definitely a good thing to take it easy and take care of yourself and to be careful that you don't get this deadly virus, you know. It's it's very important. And we are, we are really in a privileged situation that we we're here and we can dive deep into the creative world, come up with new material, new songs, and putting up something we hopefully bring out on the road in the future, and hopefully our fans around the world will enjoy. And this will be always be connected with this dark uh, uh, virus times, uh, the corona times, and uh, I hope, of course, like all of us, we hope this will be over soon, things will loosen up, you know, hope we can can come back to the States. We go, go to the studio with our friend Greg in LA, you know, and uh, whatever comes along the way, we're ready to go, but we, we have to go with the flow right now. And uh, it is dangerous and uh, we all have to really take care. And that's why we're sending out to all our fans around the world with all the heart, a little sign of hope. Check it out and enjoy. Klaus, thank you so much for the time. It's always great to visit with you. I hope we get a chance to connect in L.A. like we talked about. You can get there, yeah. I can get there, and we can do more stuff down the line. You're welcome anytime. It's always great to speak with you. And say hi to the band, and please stay healthy and safe there in Germany. Same to you. Stay healthy and well. And to all everybody out there listening, you know, we miss you. And lots of love from the Scorpions, and hope to see you soon. Stay healthy and well. Take care, my friend. Good to see you. Well, my thanks to Klaus Mina from Scorpions. Always great to visit with him and much appreciated uh, having him check in on this week's podcast. Coming up next, we'll talk to the original lead singer of Great White, Jack Russell, right after this. This, this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Podcast. 
Podcast One presents. This is a collect call from Sing Sing. My name is John J. Lennon. I'm locked up for selling drugs and committing murder. I'm also a contributor for Esquire magazine and the Marshall Project. So I'm a writer and I'm a prisoner. Imagine trying to stay focused and talk about issues of substance with geeks slamming, prisoners screaming, and PAs blaring in the background. Get new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Podcast One, and Apple Podcasts. This This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Eddie Trunk back with you on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. Up next is Jack Russell, the original singer of Great White, who currently fronts a band that is called, for legal purposes, Jack Russell's Great White. At least that alleviates any potential confusion. Uh, Of course, there's two versions of the band out there right now. Uh, The other version of the band has uh, currently Mitch Malloy as their lead singer, and Jack is out there also performing Great White songs with his version of the band. That also includes Tony Montana and Robbie Lochner. They just released a new album under the name Jack Russell's Great White, Acoustic Bites. It is all acoustic versions of Great White Classics. We talk about that and a lot more with Jack Russell right now on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Former lead singer of Great White, current lead singer of Jack Russell's Great White, original lead singer of Great White. I know it can be sometimes confusing. I just want to cover all the bases so nobody gets tweaked. (laughs) Here is Jack Russell. It can get a little, you know, I just want to make sure I got all the semantics down, Jack. Did I have that right? Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it is a little bit confusing, I know. How are you? I get confused sometimes. I'm doing really good. How about you? I'm good, man. So I think this is somewhat interesting. You, if I'm not mistaken, you live on a boat, right? Yeah, yeah. So what is it like living on a, what is it like living on a boat during a pandemic? You know what? It's got, it's it's got its ups and downs. I mean, yesterday I had one of the best days of my career uh, fishing and we were out and I, uh, in an hour and 27 minutes, I pulled in a 927 pound Mako shark. So that was the biggest fish I ever boarded. So uh, it was uh, it was an exciting day. My voice is kind of blown out. You can hear it from yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering. But it was a wonderful day. You know, I got just some close family and and some some really tight what I call my family. You know, people that uh, I trust and people that are doing the right things, wearing their masks and not being out in the public and socializing. So you know, I have a couple of dear friends that we we can like I said we consider family. So I'm not breaking that bubble. But we went out and just had an amazing day on the water. So, you know, days like that, it's great. Sometimes it's kind of like you get a little cabin feverish, but you look around, you got a 360 feet of nothing but blue water and boats, you know. So it, it's not bad. I get, I get, you know, I feel claustrophobic. I got to go lay out on deck for a couple of hours, you know. So I was going to uh, say, if you. You're one of the few people that you can, if you get claustrophobic or you get tired of your house, you can actually physically move your house. <laughs> you, know, you can fire up the engine and change the scenery if you want. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've been using it a lot more lately because just because of the pandemic, you know, you can get offshore and take the masks off and, you know, breathe some nice air and not, not be concerned about, you know, any of the stuff going on on land. It's like as soon as that gate closes behind me on the dock, I'm just like, ah, feel a sense of freedom, you know? And um, it's it's really made me appreciate, you know, what what we have in this country, you know, all the uh, things that we take for granted on a day-to-day basis. 
you know, the right to travel and the right to do all, you know, what we want to do, go state to state, fly here and fly there. And when that gets taken away from me, you really realize how good we had it, you know, and all the time we're complaining and bitching and moaning about how bad things are. Well, clearly they could get a lot worse, you know, but I'm hanging in there. I'm feeling great. My well, that's good. Great. Uh, my voice is great. Um, so I, I have no complaints really, except for the same ones we all got. Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> well, you know, let, let me add one more thing on this pandemic thing before we talk about the new record. But you, you, I, I'm wondering about this. So you're you spend your life on this boat. You fish a lot. You you know that's your whole thing. So one of the, I guess, for lack of a better term positive things that i've heard happening around the world from this sort of lockdown we've all been in is it's given an opportunity for the for the world around us to somewhat regenerate you've heard stories about like in la the smog being uh reduced uh certain areas where there's been real big impact from pollution and stuff have let up uh lack of cars and traffic and exhaust people aren't driving it's given things a chance to regenerate have you noticed anything different on the water as far as that's concerned well you know i have to say we had just the worst red tide on the pacific coast i've seen in my life i mean it extended all the way from up here all the way down to the tip of baja and what that is, is a plankton bloom, and it basically sucks all the air out of the water, so everything that's in the water dies from a lack of oxygen. And when we had a big fish die off in the harbor, you know, everything that was in the harbor that was living ended up floating on top of the water. You know, Alfred Hitchcock, the birds, man, coming down and eating, and just the smell of the rotting fish and all the, you know, the rock scallops along the wall. They're just all dead, and, and it, for a while, it was the smell was so putrid, it was horrible. And you know, it, it's really neat at night. You see pictures of the uh, West Coast. You look on, you look on YouTube or Google it, and at night the waves, you know, they're lit up in this uh, like fluorescent neon blue color, you know, because of all the phosphorus. When phosphorus gets irritated, it lets off uh, phosphorus. I mean, when plankton gets irritated. It's a reaction to just a little phosphorus. So the whole surf line is just glowing blue. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, you stick, a, a, like I had the other night, I was showing my wife, I took a, a pole and I stuck it in the water and I swished it. And you saw this big, huge line of this beautiful blue color. But I mean, it's not, you know, it, it's really bad for, you know, for the oceans. But I mean, I found it interesting that it went, you know, so far. I've never seen it so long along the coast. And that's just due to pollution, you know. So um, with the good, you get the bad. And you got the murder hornets, you know, that people are making such a big deal about. But, you <laughs> yeah. Know, um, yeah. It's not really that big of a deal, you know. I mean, they all oh, they kill everybody. It's like, you know, one farmer in Japan dies every year, you know, or something like that. Um uh, yeah, it's going to take it's going to take more it's going to take more than two three months of people not driving too much to to regenerate right. everything. But you're hearing but yeah, I have hearing noticed, some good so, stories. Yeah, I have noticed the air is I have noticed the air is cleaner. You know, I mean, it's pretty clean anywhere I'm at because we've always got that onshore onshore breeze, so it blows it off in the distance. But I have noticed when I'm out on the water, I can see a pretty good uh, 360 panorama. I got Catalina behind me on one end. And I got the snow on top of Mount Baldy on the other, which is quite, you know, magnificent. You know, so yeah. you don't see that very often. It's pretty rare. So 
I've enjoyed that part of it. You know, I mean, you, you got to take the good with the bad. You know, I guess it's all how you look at it. You know, I yep, mean, yeah, it's sure. a drag. I mean, you know, I've never, I never thought anything could be worse than when radio was turned turned dead. You know, besides your show, you're the only one hanging in there and holding the fort down for us. But you know, um, if it wasn't for people like you, we wouldn't have rock. You know, and God bless you for that. But I mean, well, I never thought you, there'd be anything worse. And well, thank you, man. Pleasure is definitely mine. But I never thought there'd be a, a time when there wasn't a forum like you could go to. A, I mean, picture the world without a record store. I never, ever thought in my wildest imaginations I couldn't walk down to a warehouse or uh, a licorice pizza or or wherever and, and pick up a record, you know, or shuffle through the bins to see who's got a new album out or, you know, be on your bicycle when you're a kid waiting in front of the store all night long to yeah. be the first one to get to the display to buy your album and race home and, you know, I, I never thought there'd be a day, and and I certainly thought there would never be a day that's like this that there wouldn't be any live shows. I mean, well, there are there are about crowds. Yeah, well, fortunately, there are still record stores. They're just the problem with the ones that we still have is they were already struggling. And now they're really struggling to, you know, being closed. I mean, they were working on such thin margins to begin with, and now being sure. closed for an extended period of time. The ones that we still have, there's a concern over in LA, where where the area you're in, everybody knows Amoeba. They're closed, but thankfully they're going to reopen yeah. at a new location. But the people are holding their breath about that one. But I agree with you. I mean, I grew up working in a record store, and that that's a really uh, important thing to me to still have. Have those and and that ties in with the fact that you've released a new record, Jack Russell's Great White, Once Bitten Acoustic Bites. Is the record out now, Jack, or is it coming out? I have yeah, a CD, it's but it's now. coming. It's out now. Yeah, it's okay. available now. We actually have some pre-orders. Where we have a uh, on the website. You can go on. There's uh, special packages with like T-shirts, special T-shirts we had made up for the for the record and autograph posters and pictures and you know the whole nine yards you've got those kind of packages and and um the record is also for sale you know on on the internet online on um you know you can go to uh cleopatra or deadline you know they're the ones that uh the record's on it's the same label tom keeper's on and, and we are and, and i'm proud to call him a label mate he's a great guy for sure, CleopatraRecords.com or go to Jack Russell's GreatWhiteBand.com and you can get all the information and the details. So this, by nature of its name, Once Bitten Acoustic Bites, is uh, you went into the studio. This is not live. Maybe it's live in the no. studio, but tell us, about, tell us about doing this record and what you did. Well, you know, the reason, first I'll give you the reason for it. You know, I've, I've always wanted, once, ever since we did that first unplugged session, you know, we was the second show they ever did on MTV. We were Damn Yankees was the first, and we were the second ones to do it. And we Is that rounded right? out with a verse. Yeah, you we were the second ever a, MTV unplugged. Yeah, I did not know that. Wow, that's fascinating. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't know yeah, that. That's yeah, wild. no, I stumped the Trump. I should have used it. You did, that. <laughs> you did for sure. <laughs> now watch them wrong. <laughs> oh God. What anyway, were you, but Jack? So, before you before you go forward, what yeah. was your recollections of be of doing that for MTV at the time? Unplugged went on to become obviously a huge series on MTV. But to to have been one of the first out of the gate to do it, was it a good experience? Were you happy with the performance? Oh, I was just completely happy. I was scared, crash shitless. I mean, we were uh, 
we were on the way there in the car. Actually, Mark and I decided to do Babe and Leave You. And we were learning it on the way to the studio, um, getting the song down so we could play it. I mean, we had we had pretty much a knowledge of it. And we said, okay, let's put the, we had the cassette, you know what I mean, our little boom box. And we're backstage running over. And don't forget this part. And then when I sing this part a little here, that cues you to play this little lick. And we're going over it and over and over. And we're going, let's just not blow this, man. We got one shot at it. So we came out and we did the rehearsal in front of the audience. And it just came out perfect. And I, if I if I could trade versions, I would have took the the rehearsal one over the one we actually did. I mean, they both came out great, you know. I thought, and and but the the rehearsal one was actually just it was a hair on the arms, you know. But yeah. um, it was a great experience. I mean, it was uh, it was uncharted territory, you know. And to come out and play those songs acoustically. You know, anything could have happened. I mean, especially live. You know, and and you know, it it, it was uh, it was just it was a great experience. I wish uh, I wish we would have done what I wanted to do at the time. I wanted to put out an album of covers. I wanted to do like a live. You know, uh, we use "Baby, Baby, Believe You" and and um, do a bunch of you know some of our favorite songs, but do them unplugged. And I mentioned it to my manager at the time. And um, he didn't like the idea, and unfortunately, we ended up didn't doing it, didn't do it. And um, then Tessa went on to do signs, yeah, and that exploded for him, you know. But hey, you make mistakes along the way, you know. Nobody's perfect. I mean, you know, Alan, as far as a manager, he he was great, you know. And all in all, he did so much for the band. And then, you know, I I really have nothing bad to say about him. I think, uh, you know, I. We we talk all the time, and and you know he's uh, still an old friend, and and you know it's it's like uh, somebody you can share stories with, you know, because I have nobody else. That's the one thing about the band splitting up is I don't have any friends any longer that I can share stories with that were actually there besides Tony, you know, and he wasn't there from the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, so it's difficult. But back so, to what so, you were saying. Back yeah, to, back to the new record then, uh, once, yeah. once Bitten, Acoustic Bites. And, and interestingly enough, the last track on this is Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You, so you did it again on here. Yeah, yeah, we did that as a bonus track. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool. And um, the, the, like I said, the reason we did it was because I loved the record. I thought, you know, I, I just wanted to have some fun and see how it sounded. And I was really apprehensive because I didn't know... Like some of the heavier songs, like Living on the Edge and, you know, Never Change Heart and um, Faster Than Nowhere, I'm like, how are these going to sound acoustic, you know? How are they going to have the punch? And honest to God, some some of those songs uh, are my favorite songs in the record. They just really translated well, you know? I was really happy with uh, the performances on that. And we have another album out, too, I wanted to mention, an album called Stage, which was uh, two live recordings that the band um, did back in, um, I think it was the early 90s. And these are probably some of the best live performances that we've ever done. And um, that's available now to on Cleopatra. It's called Stage. Anyway, so it's the, it's the, it's the great record. white, it's you and Mark and Michael, it's the whole crew? Right. Yeah, oh, the wow. whole crew. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. how did that come about to being put out? Was that a negotiation between the two camps, or how? No, you know, actually, Alan had Alan had Alan had the rights to the record because when we left Alan, we owed him a buttload of money because he didn't use your former manager. Yeah, yeah, to help us out, he wouldn't commission the live shows. You know, 
And I wish I was doing us a huge favor at the time, you know, because expenses were expenses. And you know how it goes when you're on the road in those days. It all went into production. You know, the money you made on the touring, you didn't make any. You just spent it to put it back into production to make it look bigger and better. And you have 40 people on the crew, four buses, two semis. I mean, it's just ridiculous the amount of money pouring out, you know. And um, so um, we ended up owing him money. When we split, we decided, okay, look, here's what we'll give you in return, you know, for what we owe you is we'll give you uh, the, the, the rights to the album, you know which was his baby anyway. So it wasn't like, you know, we, I, I felt any animosity towards him, but I, I love the record. You know, I'm it's something I'm very, very proud of. And I think people should, uh, should pick it up as well. But you know, the, the one spin the acoustical bias that to me, it, it translates so well. I think my favorite track on it is save your love. The way it was done was, uh, it was completely different. I've recorded the song a couple of times over the years, once acoustically and, and, you know, the one on the original album, of course. But this one I did, um, and I sang it way different. But uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard it, I, I assume. Yeah. Um, yes, I did. It's, it I, sounds great. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy. My voice is holding up. It still feels great. I feel like I'm 25, you know. Um, it's amazing to um, me that I listened to the record and, you know, the version of rock me that's on here, the opening track lady red light was a very cool version of that. And I listened to this and, and that's the thing that blows me away with you, man, is that all that you've been through much of it, well-documented, whether it's, you know, the, you know, drugs, whatever, alcohol, the, all the health issues, all the surgeries, issues with, you know, your body, your health. It is amazing to me how your voice has never left you. It's it's incredible. It really blows me away. Yeah, well, you and me both. <laughs> can't, be <laughs> one, can't be one surprise. I go, I've said this. Like, oh my god! Okay, it's still there. I said this real oh quick. I've said this many times. Like the you know when I came out and hosted some of those shows when they did that Hair Nation tour that you guys headlined, I used to say to people all the time, it was amazing because I'd see Jack in the wings getting ready, and like you'd walk up there and you'd have like a little cane or something maybe to help you walk, and then minute I'd intro you, I turn around and there's this whirling dervish walking around, mic stand above the head, singing. It was like the light Lights came on, the audience, you know, rose up, and boom, Jack Russell has turned the clock back 30 years. It was amazing. Yeah, you know, I don't know what it is. It's, I'm definitely blessed, you know, and when I get on stage, it's like, you know, I just get the electricity from the fans, and the adrenaline starts to pump, and I'm 25 again. You know, I mean, believe me, sometimes I'll pay for it later, like the next couple <laughs> yeah. days, I'll be like, ow! Oh, we all hurts. do. We you all know? do, Jack. Every day you put that first foot on the floor coming out of bed. I don't yeah. care who you are. Oh. Remember there was a day. Remember there was a day when you didn't feel your body. Right. You just didn't feel it. It was like, well, I don't feel anything, and now it's like I notice every little, like little. Oh God. Oh, ow. Oh, that hurts. Exactly. I didn't know right. I had a muscle there. You know, yeah. it was like, man. But you feel like a kid in your head still. I don't feel any different. You know. Hey, well, that's just it. Different. 
I, I'm the same way, and I truly believe that what we do, I mean, I'm in a different oh. end of it, but what we do, rock and roll, I, I am a firm believer, keeps, keeps young. you young. Yeah, I see Absolutely. so many people who are mentally their age or way older, and I'm like, man, yeah. I, I still get the same buzz. I'm still like, I feel like in my mind I'm still 22, but uh, yeah. yeah, when you when you, well, <laughs> you take that like first it. foot, <laughs> when I take that first foot to, uh, off the bed in the morning, I realize I'm not. Takes me a little yeah, while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gravity is not no longer our friend. It only keeps us from flying off the planet. That's the only thing it's doing for me lately, you know? But, hey, la- uh, yeah, last no, I get you. I got I to gotta wrap up here in a second. But last thing um, for you, you, you know, Jack Russell's Great White, very active touring, a lot of weekend stuff or going out on these little runs. Obviously, for all the bands, things are suspended and nobody's out there right now. Maybe there's some signs it's going to start up in the smaller clubs and stuff soon. But what's your take on all of this? Are you itching to get back on the road? Are you uh, are you a little concerned about it? Like, what's the mindset when things do start up for you? Well, you know, it's a little bit of both. It's going to be kind of like see how it goes because my I'm not so concerned about the shows, really. You know, because I can kind of cord myself off from a lot of people, but it's the plane flights. That's what scares the hell out of me. And you the know, hotels and all that. John, yeah. John Q, yeah, exactly. You don't know who's been in there. You know, John Q. Random sitting next to you in the seat or two seats away, and he's coughing. And, you know, it, it's it's a little, uh, you know, I mean, they just started the flight attendants having to wear masks. I mean, that's, man, you got to hats off to those people. You know, yeah. it's like, man, that's taking your life in your hands to go to work. I mean, and the, the, the weird thing is, as it seems to be the death toll seems to be more in a different age group, like the, the, the not infants so much as like the teens and then your people in their 40s and 50s. And it's a weird demographic. It's something like we've never seen before, really, you know? Um, yeah. So I'm, you know... Uh, I'm definitely, uh, I'm anxious to go tour. I would give anything to go do some shows right now. I feel great. My body feels great. My voice feels great. My band's tight, you know, and we've got a whole new set. And it's just, we were ready to go. We're chomping at the bit. Everything was planned out. The new records released. You know, we were supposed to be on there. Okay, here's the records coming out. Then we got shows. And, you know, just like it's supposed to be, right? And rug pulled out from under, laying on our ass, going, what do we do now? So I guess the only thing to do is, you know, take the good with the bad, you know, hope for some strong winds to come in and, and you know, set the ship a sail again. Until then, I'll just keep fishing, you know? Yeah. And keep yeah, well. playing and fishing and keep listening to Eddie Trunk on the radio. <laughs> well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Everybody check out Jack Russell's Great White, Once Bitten Acoustic Bites, a bunch of great uh, great white tunes that are done in an acoustic style. Of course, your your guitar player, Robbie Lochner, playing a huge role here with this as well. And it ends with a a, a cover of Babe, I'm Gonna Love, uh, Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. And we all know how well Jack sings the Zeppelin stuff over the years as well. Um, great to talk oh, to you, man. You. Stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy the time on the boat. Enjoy the time, you know. That's the thing I'm telling all my friends that are in bands, and even me, I've been on the road a lot in the last four or five years, yeah. especially it's like you know before you know it we're, we're gonna it's gonna be another one of those 
deals where every weekend we're out somewhere. I don't know what to do yeah. with myself around every weekend. I'm like, oh my god, it's like there's you know I can actually get this done. I can actually relax a little bit. So try to make the best of the situation. It's all we can do right now. That's it. Well, thank you, Edward. I appreciate it as always, man. I love I love speaking with you. You're a dear friend. And, thank um, you, man. Uh, all right, you have a wonderful day, and my best, everybody out there, be safe and uh, you know, stay in, keep your masks on, and uh, you know, we'll get through this together. Jack Russell's GreatWhiteBand.com for all your information about the band, the album, and everything like that. Take care, man. Next time I'm out west, hopefully sooner than later, we'll hook up for sure and uh, and be that well. Okay, awesome. That sounds all right. great. You too, my friend. God bless. See ya. Well, thanks to Jack Russell for joining me. And of course, earlier, once again, thanks to Klaus from Scorpions for joining me on this week's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to subscribe and check it out every week, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at podcastone.com. And be sure to follow me on social media, Twitter, where I am most active, at Eddie Trunk. Also, Instagram, fan page on Facebook, and eddietrunk.com. New episodes of the podcast go up every Thursday. Don't miss any of them. All of them originated, as I mentioned earlier, on my Sirius XM radio show. If you're in the U.S. or Canada, be sure to listen to Trunk Nation. Rock Talk every day, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, live. Replay every night, 10 to midnight Eastern. And on demand anytime you want on the Sirius XM app on Sirius XM Channel 106 volume every weekday. You guys have a great week. Katie Irizarry is the producer of the podcast. And I'll see you guys next Thursday for a new episode. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.